friends, welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. First off, we want to thank all of y'all for tuning in and listening to us every week. We don't even care if it's mostly our friends and family. That's true. That's true. But we appreciate you guys for being A1 since day ones. Um, and you guys are still supporting us, and that is literally all that matters. I mean, we're on what episode nineteen? Oh no, this is gonna 20? be this is gonna be like episode twenty one. Oh my god, I just said like ten different numbers, <laughs> but it's crazy. Um, we are we have a very exciting schedule planned for the next few weeks. There are a lot of interesting topics coming up. On today's episode, we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Um, it is definitely one of the weirder cases that we have had. I'm super excited about today's case, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it on over to Crystal. Okay, so maybe you're a weird History Channel person like me. I'm not going to lie, probably exclusively. I watched History Channel when it was literally just History Channel shows. And like not, extra stuff on Yeah, it. I don't watch all the extra stuff a lot of times, except for this show. It's kind of interesting. But I used to watch, like, the history documentaries, okay? Just, that's why I have a history degree, okay? Yeah. Um, but they have the Skinwalker Ranch show on there. Have you seen it? I've seen briefly. Okay, like it's so freaking fake, but like that's the best part. Like, well, you know that's why I like Ghost Adventures. Yes, because it is the same thing. It's so it's dramatic. Like, it's so dramatic, and it's really, really horrible acting, and you can't look away. And I just love it. And despite it being like the cheese fest of the century, it's just like it's a really interesting story. I guess it's just. It's it's just cool, I guess. Like, it's like one giant alien conspiracy theory that, like, you know is either completely real and it's the coolest thing ever or it's completely fake and all these people are making stuff up, but you just gotta like, love it. That's also a conspiracy because I feel like sometimes they make shows like this outlandish so we just think it's fake. Yeah, but they can't be aliens. Look how there's weird no, these people are. There's no way this actually ever happened. I don't know. I didn't really know a whole lot about Skinwalker Ranch. I'll be completely honest. It, I knew, like, in passing info. If, like, I just knew what it was. I didn't know, like, like... I guess the extent of my knowledge was, like, videos that people would post on YouTube of, like, look at this live footage of a leprechaun that we caught on <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Like, that kind of stuff. And it'd be, like, the little leprechaun, like, hiding behind the rock and, like, that poking his head me, out. That reminds me of that Florida video where they had the people come out there and they're like, there's a leprechaun <laughs> up in the tree. <laughs> And I was like, people had a barbecue or something. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't But basically, that was my knowledge of Skinwalker Ranch. And, like, I knew, like, Skinwalkers. Like, I think they did an episode of it, like, on Supernatural or something. Oh, God. I don't know. I feel like they did. Like, literally, that was my knowledge of, like, it. Okay? So, when I had to research, it's really funny because when you type in Skinwalker Ranch to, like, just, like, literally just type it in. It's mostly, like, crazy stuff, I guess you could say. Like, it's not... It's not like, oh, here's the story of Skinwalker Ranch, and this is 
the story of what people think has happened here. It's like, well, I don't know if my Google is different from other people's Googles, because that's one thing, too. But my Google popped up with, like, weird, like, YouTube videos that people posted of them trying to sneak into Skinwalker Ranch and saying that they see, like, weird stuff or people making vlogs trying to... Mine was weird. I'm just going to be honest. I had a weird experience. Me, it's looking like, up. me, it's like mainly like Native American stories. Yeah, like, I didn't get that. Like it's Native American culture, and it's like you know you don't you. I mean, like even like Ghost Adventures, they did an episode about. Yeah. Well, I had a dig for the actual juicy juice on Skinwalker Ranch. So I'd watched a lot of YouTube videos of people being like, "We're out here in Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch, and uh, we we hopped a fence, and um, we're um, I don't know if we need to be leaving, or I don't know if we're." And I'm just like, "Y'all, I cannot do this." So I was for the longest time, I was like, "I don't know what I'm actually researching. Am I researching these people?" thinking or am I like researching something about it and then I finally found a really good book because you know I had to go back to books I had to go back to books I tried your method (laughs) of YouTube and videos and it took me down a weird path so I had to go back to books Uh, yeah I thought yeah I figured you would probably read something (laughs) so I found books and I found like actual interviews like owners and stuff and that made me feel a little bit better and I was like okay wait it's actually a cool story so, um, I'm going to mispronounce the name of um, where this is about 8 million times, so I'm probably only going to say it once, but we're going to talk a little bit more about um, where exactly Skinwalker Ranch is located, um, and just a little bit about the area. So, it's located in the northeast corner of Utah, closer to, what would that be, Nebraska, kind of? Yeah. Yeah, over yeah. there. Um, and it's in an area called the, here we go, I'm sorry if I butcher this, Unita Basin. Unita Basin. That's how I was saying. I think it's Unita Basin. That's how we say it in the South, people. Um, and it was once home to the Ute people, which is a Native American tribe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty sparsely populated area today from all, like, the pictures that I found, but it's, like, absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's just really pretty area. Like, if you could put a house there, it would just be, like, not, I love it. Not, not specifically there. here. Not but, there. Because yeah. you'd probably die. Well, I mean, But well, the I, area oh, is really pretty. I feel like, though, also if you respect the Native American culture, I feel like yes. you're good. Yes. But it's the people that make fun of it. And that, do things just that's stupid, that are bad, yes. Yes. Um, it is... I was told Bethany, I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't know if I wanted to, but I'm just going to say it anyway. It does have some kind of, like, the area itself have, like, some connections to, like, Mormonism. Apparently, Brigham Young from, like, Brigham Young University, Mm -hmm. um, he was planning on, like, coming to this area to, like, establish it or something, but then, like... I don't want to say, I feel like I'm making this, say this, but, like, like weird crap happened in the area, and they kind of, like, peace out kind of thing. I feel like I may be maybe a little over-exaggerating that, but Mormonism was kind of big in this area at one point, and then they just deuced it. I feel, I don't know, I feel like I could do a whole episode about Mormonism. Okay, I want to do a whole episode on why I am on ex-Mormon TikTok. 
<laughs> because uh, I am convinced that that TikTok thinks I am Mormon and that I'm leaving the Mormon church because literally every video, I swear every other video is about me leaving the Mormon church. I just think of sister wives. Like, that my mind, I'll be honest, I think Mormonism was started by, I mean, it was started by a man, but that man just wanted to have multiple wives, and then say, very well may have, Jesus Christ, this is why, <laughs> very well may have happened, but I'm very intrigued by Mormons. So if you're more out there and you're listening, this is. I have seen some of those TikToks that you're talking about. I get so many of them. I get the. I get ex people living in the Mormon church. Yeah. I get deconstructing from the evangelical church. Yeah. I get so many of those, and I get lesbian TikToks. I okay. Glad you said that because (laughs) I the one one that I saw that you really you made me remember it was like she's what she was from utah uh-huh and she like broke away and like lives in like california or something so like not that too far yeah. away and it was like this is what i look like when i was in the mormon church and yeah. she's like now i'm a raging lesbian <laughs> and, I was, and like, I was like that's why oh I god okay that's a that's, jump that's I, why i get them i thought she was gonna be like now i show a knee or <laughs> like I show you know me. i show my shoulders and she was like I'm a raging homosexual. <laughs> like, okay, girl, get it. Okay, um, but no, um, that's all I know about Utah and skiing. <laughs> that was so like opposite ends of the spectrum. But that is all sister wives and, and skiing. skiing. <laughs> Obviously, I need to go to Utah. Okay, please sponsor me to go to Utah. Someone. Um, but anyway, it's supposed to be a really pretty area. Every picture I saw really was pretty, but. Um, in 1933, a young married couple named Kenneth and Edith Myers uh, would actually not be the first owners, obviously, of uh, what would ultimately be Skinwalker Ranch, but um, mm-hmm. they kind of like set the story up for it. They bought 160 acres, but over the years they kept buying up more and more of the surrounding land so that their total property would end up being about 480 acres. That's smart. Right? Back in 1933. That's smart. That's smart. Um, And that's a lot of land. I don't even want to, like, put a number on that because I know it's, like, astronomical. Oh, it has to be. I never, I specifically never looked up how much anybody bought stuff for because I was, like, I don't want to. An acre of land here is like $200,000. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine? 480 in Utah where it's pretty and not an acre of land here where it's flat and ugly and muddy. Oh, yes. Not a whole bunch is known about their time on the ranch, um, but after their deaths, they he died first and then she did. In about 1993, um, the new owners. Um, would actually purchase the house, and this would be the Shermans. They discovered when they first walked into the house. So they bought this house in this area, in this land, and it's kind of like one of those, hmm, why is this land so cheap? Ghost. Kind of. That's my first thought. Yeah. Um, And so they walked into the house, and they found literally every single door 
in this house was covered in locks on the inside and outside. Oh, great. Um, and they were locks and deadbolts. And this was on every, not even just every single door, but this was every single window, nice. every closet. So, obviously, they were freaked out about something. Um, the new owners of this ranch were Terry and Gwen Sherman. And you have to imagine that in their head, when you walk into a house and every single door, closet, window has deadbolts on it, you're probably a little freaked out. I mean, I guess in my head, you're probably rationalizing as maybe these are very, like, security conscious. But why would you be security conscious in the middle of 480 acres? Mm, demon in a box. <laughs> exactly. That demon in a box. Um... So, these guys are going to kind of be the most famous owners, I guess, of the ranch. And this is kind of where the documentation of the weird stuff has really started to happen. One of the most famous stories happened soon after the Shermans moved to the ranch. Um, while outside of while outside of the ranch with his family, Terry saw a, like, a large dog slash wolf creature. Um, across the yard they did kind of say that the closest thing you could kind of um, compare it to is a dire wolf like have you ever seen um, Game of Thrones I uh, I know what you're talking okay, about so like a huge yeah. huge freaking dog and this is kind of like he just basically thought it was a really big dog at first and so they saw it across the yard and it kind of like started walking towards him and his family and they weren't freaked out at first because it wasn't growling it wasn't acting any type of like aggressive like way so he just thought it was friendly and tame so the animal like walked over to him and he felt its fur like, like, pet him, basically, which is kind of weird. Head. I wouldn't have done this, but no. he's their own. And then right as soon as he, like, like got done petting him, the animal ran off and ran towards the pen that they had that had cattle in, like, in it. And he, the, whatever animal, wolf creature this was, immediately grabbed a calf and started to, like, pull it out of the pen by its head. So what he just, the like, grabbed his head and, like, started pulling it. No, thank so you. So, Terry immediately began hitting the animal with a baseball bat. Um, but the animal just, like, acted like he was unfazed. Like, it just wasn't even affecting it. So, he had his son bring him a gun, and he started, like, shooting at the animal. And no matter how many bullets he put into the animal, it just wasn't stopping. And he said, in fact, it was like the bullets were not even affecting the animals because he couldn't see any wounds or any blood from where he shot the animal. It just like it was like bouncing off of him is what it, what it looked like. He finally got a little closer, and once he like shot the animal at point blank range, did it finally release the calf and run into the woods and he remarked that it didn't even seem like he released the calf because he was hurt but because he was like annoyed that he was bothering him from trying to eat this little calf oh my god okay so now obviously at this point the shermans tried their best to come up with an explanation for what they saw um, apparently, really large wolves are common in the area, so they thought that's what they may have saw. Like, dire wolves are a thing, but they're supposedly extinct. 
and people are like trying to like breed them again and bring them back but why i don't know why people are strange but it is common to see very very large wolves in this part of the country so that's just what they assumed this was what it was and terry kind of put this the whole like maybe i just didn't shoot him in the right spot like, maybe I did shoot him, but he had so much fur, I couldn't see anything. Or, you know, just kind of coming up with those rational things that you try to tell yourself when something like this happens. Um, over the course of the next few years, though, a large wolf dog that cannot be shot was literally the tip of the iceberg when it came to weird stuff. Terry and his family remarked about a time when there was a strange RV-shaped object that did not belong to the family. And they actually thought that it was, like, somebody camping on the property. Um, but uh, I'm trying to explain. Let me see if I can explain how it was to you. Um, Bethany's <laughs> laughing. I'm okay. I don't... Of all the shapes, RV shape. Okay, right. yes, um, because he said it. He said it was like a box. Okay. And it, the way that it was moving was as if it was right, like a vehicle. It was a vehicle, yes. Okay. And so in this case, they watched it like as they got closer to it, and it was as they got closer, it would move away, but okay. it was very silent. And at one point, they saw, the, it was dark, and they saw headlights, or two lights. And they saw these lights, like, lift up off the ground and go over a fence. And they thought that maybe it hit something and got, like, lodged a certain way. But they said, again, it was really quiet. So, once they saw it lift off the ground, they were trying to rationalize like what was happening and because it moved so silently and was like didn't seem like it had a motor it kind of just made them question what they saw because how's an rv gonna move without Mm -hmm. making noise and as they got closer to it eventually it lifted up and like lifted up above the trees and then like disappeared weird okay yes but this wouldn't be the last time the Sherman see this type of object on their land. Some people have speculated that based off the description, this object was actually called, was an aircraft called a tactite, I believe. That's how you say it, tactite blue, um, which does kind of look like it could be some kind of, I could see someone thinking it was something weird. Now, someone else said that, I read somewhere else that they kind of compared the shape to, like, a refrigerator. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> killing me. She literally has tears in her I eyes. Am. Um, And this tactite blue plane does kind of look like a Jetsons car that people would have been in, okay? <laughs> um, oh, my God. I mean, I'm not lying. It really, it really did. But... They were thinking that this land had been used, like, they were using their land to perform maneuvers in this tactite blue plane. Okay. Um, 
So, I'm going to show Bethany a picture so you can see of the, what I'm talking about. This is the tactite blue plane. That is weirdly. It's the weirdest looking yeah, plane ever. Weird. So, that is what they think that they may have seen. But, if that's the case, why would the government be using random land in Utah to perform maneuvers when there's no military base nearby? Hmm. So, why would you go to some random person's area perform maneuvers and call it a day that's just weird mm. it feels weird to me that they would see a strange rv fridge shaped RV. object RV fridge, fridge. <laughs> uh, oh my god but it's also weird that they'd be performing maneuvers in the middle of nowhere so hmm, whatever Crazy. it's just weird next weird thing other accounts that terry and his wife gwen recalled included objects flying low on the ranch as if they were scanning something Colorful lights and weird noises would happen all across the ranch, and it started happening more and more often. All of this was leading up to some of the most disturbing encounters that the family had at the ranch. On one particular night, while out on the ranch, Terry saw this ship of some sorts that was putting colorful lights all over the ground and moving as if it was searching for something. And so, it was snowy at this point, and so it was white, and he said it basically looked like someone was putting a disco ball on the snow. Because it was just colorful lights flashing all over the place. A few weeks after Terry first saw this colorful lights floating around, Gwen would have her own strange experience with these mysterious lights. On her way up to the house, Gwen sees what she could best describe as like a dark cloud. In a hurry to get away from it, she tries to accelerate like faster towards the house, only to see that the cloud is following her down the driveway. Number one, I'd absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would have stopped and said, I ain't running. You get me. You get me. I, I give up. I'm done. Um, but... She soon sees this dark cloud project all those colorful lights all over her and the car and the ground outside. Like, it's just, like, flashing all these colorful disco ball lights. She runs into the house, and she calls Terry, absolutely scared to death. She's put the house by herself because he's out of town. Maybe an hour or two later, Gwen sees what she thinks is another RV on their property. She kind of annoyed. I know. I don't know why people are camping. (laughs) Kind of annoyed that someone would be camping on um, their property. She sets herself up near a window to kind of like be able to like stare out, basically. And that's when she spots what looks like a person in the windows of the RV. And all she could, like, figure out from, like, the way that she was looking was that the person had on a helmet and maybe a uniform. Hmm. Suddenly, though, this figure stands up from a desk that it was, sit, like, seated at and comes to the RV door facing her. So she can see this person's outline in the door as she's looking out her window. So she says she quickly um, closes the curtains and calls Terry again, freaking out, crying, and this time he decides to come home because she's obviously being, like, way too freaked out. 
So by the time Terry had gotten home to the ranch, though, this RV that was parked outside was now gone. The Shermans also had several strange experiences with orbs that would float around the ranch. They described these orbs as, like, perfectly round and crystal-like and about the size of a softball. Um, He said that these orbs gave off a bright, like, sometimes they were oranges, sometimes they were bluish lights, and that they really seemed interested in the animals, but also kind of skittish. So, every time the Shermans would try to get close to one of the orbs, or if they shine their light on one of the orbs, it would just suddenly shoot off into the trees and disappear. These orbs, though, would continue to study their animals and the house, like, constantly, like, coming around and, like, kind of floating around the house. Um... They would ultimately, this these orbs, though, would ultimately lead to the Sherman's breaking point when it comes to the ranch. Tired of having the orbs surround the house, like, all the time and more and more frequently, Terry decided to have his dogs just go after the orbs one night. Like, he, just, he was sitting outside, he was sick and tired of seeing them, so he sent his dogs after it to chase it down. As the orb went off into the woods the dogs followed and he did say that the orb was kind of like teasing the dogs so he the he said the orb would like get down really low for the dogs almost to touch it and then at the last second like jump back up like it was playing like you know how you would like sometimes you have like a big rope in your hand with a dog and you're like trying to take it away from oh, it and not let them get yeah. it before they can do it. It was like it was basically doing that. Yeah. And then eventually it just took off into the woods and the dogs flew out like flew after him or after the orb. Creepy. Um, a few moments later all of a sudden Terry heard a really like three loud howls and wails from his dog. So kind of like, you know, when dogs like yelp. Yeah. Like when they're in pain. That's what he heard. And then nothing but silence afterwards. Oh, no. No, ma'am. The next morning he was worried sick. But the next morning he wandered out into the direction that his dogs and the orb went into. And it wasn't long that in the woods he would find the bodies of his three dogs lying in three different piles of burned grass. So it was like they were like round areas of burnt grass with the burnt bodies of the dogs like burnt to a crisp. I'm sorry. He heard his dogs whimpering in pain and just left them out there all night? Yep, because it was dark. You have a flashlight? You live on a ranch. You ain't got a lantern, a torch. I'm just telling you. I'm just reporting it how I found but it. But, God. I'm just reporting how three, I found it. I'm telling you right now, I would blow this place up. I would, I, my dogs annoy me, but like, oh my God. But as expected by this point, this pushed the sermons over the edge. And three years after they purchased the land, they were officially ready to sell it. Well, yeah. It was soon sold to billionaire Robert Bigelow. Oh, God. Who, who, 
That's how you would say that, right? Yeah. Who had an interest in the paranormal. He wanted to turn the ranch into a sort of outpost for the National Institute for Discovery Science, which is something that he created. Terry became the ranch hand, or became a ranch hand at um, Skinwalker Ranch after it was sold in order to help the NIDS discover or figure out what was actually happening there. Because he, as long as, even though he didn't, owe it or like owned the property anymore he still wanted to know what was going on and why this tormented his family because i didn't really mention it but there was big crazy stuff like this happening outside but also on the inside of the house they were experiencing weird stuff like things going missing knives and utensils in their kitchen going missing or finding them across random parts of the house so, there was big stuff happening outside, but there's also a lot of weird things happening inside of the house. Not the dogs. Not the dogs. The dogs. One popular theory is that the ranch is a portal of some sort. Um, and Terry claimed that there was a spot in the sky that always kind of had an orange hue to it. And that he like he just always thought it was like a refraction from the sun like the sun was reflecting i mean yes into a part of the sky made it a little bit more orange than the rest but one night he had a scope on a high-powered rifle and he used the scope i'm just telling you you're looking at me like i'm making stuff up i'm not this is weird (laughs) he used the scope of this rifle to look into the orange spot and he said that it looked like there was a daylight sky on the other side and it was like a round portal ish like a roundish portal and like when you look straight through it there was another sky on the other side that was that's weird daylight so he kind of had the theory that it was a portal to another type of like a, either an alternate dimension or another place in time. Um, he described the portal as being like incredibly thin on the sides and that you had to be looking at it at a certain angle in order to see it. So if you were look if you were standing parallel with it and like you turned your head, you wouldn't be able to see it. You had to be like in front of it in order to see it because if you looked at it from the side it was too thin for you like for your eyes to see hmm. does that make sense like it was just like floating in the air and it was just like a like iridescent like almost kinda. yes like you yeah um at first all that terry saw come out of this spot or portal was light but he eventually did see a ship of some kind come out of it and he said it um he didn't really know what it was as a ship because he had never seen a ship like this before but that it came out and did the whole kind of like scanning thing again Mm -hmm. in 1997 two scientists who were studying the ranch were alerted to a light coming from where this portal was supposed to be and they had a camera set up that would automatically um, take pictures of the area as stuff happened every few minutes. 
Um, it was while they were looking at this portal that they claimed that they saw what looked like a person come out of the portal. They said it was like a humanoid creature that kind of crawled out of the portal. What? Um, when they, I'm not lying to you. I know. <gasps> when they did look at the pictures, they couldn't really see anything, but it was almost as like there was like these, um, gamma ray radiation, like, like auras, maybe, I guess is a good word for it, that were like covering parts of the pictures. Hmm. So you really couldn't see anything. So it's kind of creepy and weird, but. It is what it is. Um, the That's kind of where, like, the whole legend of the Skinwalkers kind of started, though. Um, because they said that this person, that or humanoid creature that crawled out of the portal, would be the Skinwalker. Okay. And the legend of the Skinwalker is pretty popular around this particular area. Um, because it is a legend of the Navajo tribe. And according to the legends from the, um, for the Navajo tribe and from the Utes tribe, it's that the Navajos cursed the land and cursed the tribes for revenge for working with the settlers. Because the Utes tribes worked with, like, the settlers for the area and captured and enslaved the Navajo people. Mm-hmm. And so, they basically sicked this legend of the Skinwalkers curse on these people and the land and said, you're going to enslave us, we're going to make sure you have Skinwalkers. Um, but Skinwalkers are thought to be, like, pure evil. Um, and the best way I found, like, one way that described it was that it is like medicine men that go rogue basically and that their soul just becomes pure evil like through and through pure evil and that they can become and they possess the ability to become any living animal and that they can walk around in the skins of humans. Shapeshifters. Sh- 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 yeah. Yes, basically. So, it wasn't soon like this. The end of the 1990s is um, when they not want to say wrapped up their research on it, but research on the area kind of slowed down. More and more strange things kept happening, um, but it was nothing ever. No one's ever really seen, like, anything, like, any ships or anything come out. Right, not as like right now, but the most recent things that have been happening have been really been focused upon um, cattle mutilations. Um, so, there have been a lot of just your basic run-of-the-mill finding cattle surgically cut open or completely drained of blood finding cattle in weird locations um that they really don't have an explanation for um it wasn't until about 2016 when robert bigelow ultimately decided to sell skinwalker ranch and he ended up selling it to brandon fugel who is a real estate tycoon in utah um he 
he sold it. Oh, this is the one time I'll tell you how much he sold it for. But he purchased it. Brandon purchased it for $4.5 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but he purchased it. And this is a rich people thing, I guess. But he brought it. He purchased it through this company called Adamantium Holdings, which is like a shell company for like his other companies. Just rich people stuff. Um, but he owns it. And this is that's the guy that's actually the get together or person on the Skinwalker Ranch TV show that's like always talking about I wanted to get y'all together so we could discuss what was happening that weird guy um that's him so he purchased it because he had like weird experiences not necessarily with paranormal but he always kind of believed there was something else out there and he from an early age has believed that and he is Mormon but he's always believed that something else was out there. And so he wanted to make sure he could use his money for, um, that. for that. Um, after he purchased it, he locked this place down. So before people could not necessarily come and go, it's still private property. But since he purchased it, they have closed all of the roads that are leading to it. They have put barbed wire up they put security cameras they have full-time security guards that are armed to the teeth people are not allowed to come like they will escort you off they ain't afraid to shoot you it's private property kind of thing um it is an ongoing thing like the televised show does they do do research on the actual land I'm trying to figure out if it's something that is related to the minerals and the land. I know the TV show very briefly kind of touched on um, if it was related to, somewhat related to the atomic bomb testing uh, site. Yeah. Brought some of that nuclear fallout a little bit, well, northeast. And that's been affecting it, and that's maybe why readings are crazy, or maybe there's some type of something going on that's causing hallucinations for people that yeah. live there. So there are a lot of theories about it, um, but that theory, the whole Navajo skinwalkers theory, and the portal to another dimension theory are the three most kind of popular ones. When it comes to Skinwalker Ranch, it's not something that any of us can just go and visit today. Like, in order to see anything, you're going to have to go watch a TV show or watch a movie. Like, that's basically the way you're only way you're going to do it. Um, now, I don't want to say you shouldn't go, but I will say a lot of people who have gone or a lot of people who are associated with this property don't like being there. And just because weird stuff happens. Like on the TV show, they do make the they do make the comment that you're not supposed to dig. Like digging on this ground is absolutely off limits. And that was actually something that the Shermans found out the hard way as well too. Not necessarily the hard way, it didn't affect them that much but he was digging like post holes and like you know those post hole diggers where you kind of have to like you hold it yeah, yeah. And put them in the yeah. ground yeah he had one of those and he had gotten done and he put it in the ground and the next morning it was like way up in a tree 
Oh, weird. So it was weird stuff like that. And so people have like experienced like weird medical conditions, severe headaches after digging, um, just bad luck after digging. So I don't know if it's more of like you need to ask permission of the land, like have like a ceremony and say, can I dig? Or if you just shouldn't dig at all. Well, if it's cursed, they're not going to want you to do anything. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much all I have on Skinwalker Ranch. It's just a really interesting, creepy place. I mean, I mean people see stuff today as far as like they'll see lights every once in a while or they'll catch like little lights going across the ridge um but no one's ever seen anything lately that they've said about like a refrigerator rv object (laughs) so um but that's pretty (laughs) much that's so detailed refrigerator say box shape or i don't even know i don't know that's literally what it kept saying every in the book that i read and in like two or three articles it was just like the refrigerator object and i'm like really a refrigerator rv oh i would have probably said bus i don't know if i would have said rv i would have said bus shaped but i don't know know. it was weird I think Skinwalker Ranch is a little weird. I don't know if it's so just over-dramatized now, and that's why I think it's just completely crazy. I think so. But um, it's funny. Um, I was out, yeah. <laughs> but also, though, like, I mean, like you said, the curse and everything, the Native American people probably just, like, felt over it, betrayed, saddened, and they probably did curse that I mean I totally believe in Native American curses I don't feel like a lot of the a lot of the land is cursed in America is like that has to be cursed I mean yeah I'd be pissed if somebody just came in and took all my land and said screw you I'm taking your land I'd be a little mad you know, blankets with smallpox, you know. Mm-hmm. Just... On the positive note, the Utes tribe was able to say, uh, was able to sue the U.S. government in the 1970s for, like, millions of dollars in reparations. Good for them. That's what I said. I mean, they deserve something. I mean, that's not even, like, a it doesn't fraction, back, but... but at least something, because, man... Native American are barely even talked about today, honestly. Uh I love the Native American culture. So many other cultures and ethnicities are, like, talked about, like, especially right now. But, like, Native American people just get left out. And we literally would not be here today if we didn't live on their land. Yeah, that's why I hear people talk about, like, the American culture. Like, I feel like we have an American, we have two cult, like, we have a lot of cultures in America. But I think there's, like, the american culture that people talk about but i really and truly think the true american culture is the native american culture and i love it so much we steal everything yes we literally steal everything yeah we're like the epitome of the saying what's the saying i can't think of the saying like if you steal something like flattery Oh, I know you're talking about, but I can't I think, think right now. I'm on the spot. I'm, I'm so, so t- tired. It's like yeah, 11.30 at night. Li- yeah, you guys are literally, we're, reco- <laughs> we're recording late. 
because our schedules just would not mix up <laughs> and we had to record two <laughs> episodes for you guys so we're like ahead of the game so, so we're tired but yeah so now we're rambling about native american culture because you guys people suck but anyways, <laughs> that wasn't us that was many many years ago um, but yeah, that's all I got Ooh, I about. Should, I feel like that. I should clarify that wasn't towards Native American people. What? That was towards the people that stole the land. Oh. When I said you suck. <laughs> you suck. And somebody be like, oh my god, she hates Native American people. No, we very much love and respect all of the Native populations of the United States. I, I really do want to learn more about mine. Because mine, like my like ancestry DNA one... Is so specific to my area in Mexico Ancestry. that I really want to know. Yeah. Okay. So since we're gonna ramble some more, because okay. since I think you should look into it though. Mm-hmm. But, but since Crystal, Crystal brought this up, my grandfather. <laughs> I say Papa. That's how I say oh, it. This is gonna be great. Um, I grew up heavily in the Native American culture. Like, I went to tons of powwows. Like. When I was a kid, we didn't go to the doctor. We went to a medicine woman. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when I was a kid, I had to drink this really... Like, I'm so sorry. It's nasty if I'm disrespectful. It was, like, basically, like, red brick dust crushed up into juices and stuff with a bunch of other herbs, and you drink it, and it was supposed to get rid of, like, any ailment that was in your body. Uh-huh. It tastes like death, <laughs> and it's really bad. But, like, I was heavily, like... I was Blackfoot Indian, and that's who I was, and I'm also Cajun, so it was like I was a weird mixed puppy, Mm -hmm. and then my grandfather, at the ripe old age of, I think he was like 72 at the time, he's older now, that was several years back, he decided to get a DNA test done, even though he's one of those weirdos that's like, never give your DNA up to the government, (laughs) go plant it somewhere. And blah, 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 and you need, don't need to be in the system. So he did DNA, the whatever, American whatever, and sent his DNA in, and we are not even Native American at all. Okay, so funny story. My mom always thought she was, too, and she did it and had absolutely none. Well, my papa was very hurt and didn't understand it because growing up, his mother told him, because it was his dad that was in mm-hmm. no his mom was native american and his dad was irish so we knew he was part irish mm-hmm. and he had bright red hair so it made sense yeah but his mom told him all his life that his grandma and he didn't get to meet his grandma that much because she was his mom was older when he had him which means his grandma was older so mm-hmm. he passed when she passed when he was young mm-hmm. but his mom told him all his life that his grandma was a native american princess <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I I'm no. So no. I it's laughable. I feel like every every person that age though has that story though. But like my grandfather is very his complexion, he look he looks Native American. I mean, he's like 78 now and he still has jet black hair. Too super tan skin, which that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't yeah. mean you're Native American. But look at me. You see me? Crystal's looking at me right now. You see my mom? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. We're all pale, and he's like this, and that didn't come from an Irish parent. Yeah. And his mom looked Native American too, uh-huh. with long black hair. And he says his grandmother looked Native American, and he 
spent time on reservations and he grew up in it as well like he's how i had a medicine doctor and he had a medicine doctor growing up and he still to this day doesn't go to a doctor that's crazy and literally none zero percent irish and like european something and that was it mainly irish though from his dad his mom i guess was just like a mix of like european like mine's like a three-way well not a three-way mine's like a majority like european but it's like british and then like spanish and then i have a huge chunk of native american and east asian but it's like Native American East Asians, they kind of leap it all together. And then I have like this tiny bit of East African. Nice. So it was interesting. And I have like Ashkenazi Jewish in me, which is really funny because you'd think Tyler would be the one with Jew in him with that little hair he has. Yeah, Crystal's going to have to post a picture of Tyler. Um, I'm not even kidding. Though. I feel like that is stereotypical and slightly racist for me to say that that pe- that people think my husband is Jewish, but he has a lot of people in Jewish culture have curly hair. Yes, but it is. You're right. It is a stereotype. And shame it, on shame yeah, on us. Yeah, one hundred percent shame on us. Because I say but the same way. People think he is Jewish all the time. I've had and like have some people just like. That's the same with Zach. That people think he's not Asian. Yeah, you wouldn't, and like, he's, you wouldn't think it. He, my husband is, I, Crystal's going to post a picture of her husband, <laughs> and I post a picture of mine. My husband's not white at all. Mm-mm. He is Hispanic and Filipino. And that you wouldn't know. But I think that's also the beauty of yeah. genes and populations. Like, for me, I feel like, I've had it both ways. I've had people say they never would have guessed I'm Hispanic, but then I've had people say it's so obvious. Um, so I don't know. But I still think it's weird. Names, too. You know how many people I th- that think I'm black? From my name. And I always say this. I didn't know names had, had an colors. ethnicity. Or, yeah. Yeah. Names don't have... Names don't have Well, colors. your mom must like black people. What? Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, she, she does. does. She's not a racist. <laughs> yeah. But what does her name mean? Bethany Shea. That doesn't even like. It's a name. But um, Crystal knows. Crystal knows. My name gets butchered. (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't even say butcher right. You can't even say a word. Anyway, we need to stop talking because we had ten minutes of this thing. I probably should put. I'm gonna put a warning at the beginning. The end of the episode is just tired and ramble. (laughs) (laughs) If you've stayed this long, maybe we need to make a second podcast where we just talk Talk. about stuff. Yeah, I mean that's why we like Twitch because we we can just talk. talk. That's probably why people hate us on YouTube. I don't know. But they still watch it. Yeah, they get over it. Okay, well, now that we've made this episode 15 minutes long, um, y'all have a great night and pray for us because we're exhausted. Exhausted. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.